0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are live on another episode of The Beer Phase. It's time to roll some beer and drink some dice. I'm soaked, i and brown. In the trousers, she kissed me. It's time for another Beer Phase
1: with your wannabe hosts Mark Cox Dice
2: fucking cancer
1: Ryan Smith If paint were battle points I'd be best general every time
2: and Jeff Swan
1: Softest lists
0: and everything else in the south they're gone now's the time to tell you don't trust anything they say this is all one big conspiracy to make you guys drink beer and play kings of war if there's no real purpose to this you're not getting tactical insights or anything it's just paid out uh, all right
1: who's
2: what my what <laughs> huh where? you want
1: my what where what
2: why is this happening <laughs>
1: Who are these people and why are they touching me?
2: Did, Did you shit my pants?
1: <laughs> okay, guys. Who pissed in my pants?
2: <laughs> who pissed my pants? I'm yeah, you all either. missed us. You all missed us. Don't lie. I know. You're like, when are they going to record again? Well, guess what, motherfucker? Today is the day.
1: Yeah, kids happen.
2: Yeah, shit happens. Tournaments shit happen. Happens. Oh my god. Tournaments yeah. happen. Oh. They had like three of them. Yeah. Holy jeez! Well, before we get into any of that crap, let's start with what really matters, what everybody's here for. Ryan, what are you drinking? What are you drinking out of, man? I think we're losing Ryan. Houston, we have lost Ryan. You haven't lost him right here. Okay. Okay.
1: Well, you want to answer the question?
0: Excuse <laughs> <How laughs> do do you... me, I haven't gone anywhere. No.
2: <laughs> How can I have some more? I haven't had you any Answer the <laughs> <a good> question. <laughs> What are you drinking and what are you drinking out of, asshole? The same question we ask every night, Pinky.
0: I'm drinking a
2: you-never-even-call-me-by-my-name.
0: <laughs>
2: nice. You know what? I'm going to
0: come up there and shove this bottle up your... Oh. Black on Ale from Trinity Brewing, which is up in Trinidad, Colorado. Uh, this is one of the ones that followed me back from a family reunion over the 4th of July. Jeff, what are you drinking since you've got all these questions?
2: I am drinking uh, something from our good friends up in Minnesota. Since we got back from uh, Lake the Lake last month, uh, we came back with a couple of beers that uh, that they left for us. I am drinking a Surly Brewing Company Furious, which is a IPA. It's pretty good on the IBU. It's not anything super overhopped for me, so it's uh it's it's within my limitations of what I I will drink for an IPA. Um, and I'm drinking out of my ballast point pint glass. Mark, what about you? What are you drinking?
1: I have poured three of the national beers of Texas into my giant A M mug, and I am drinking some Lone Star beer. Nice. It's got a 12 on the can, so that's, you know, that's a good omen. So I've got yeah, 36 12s. A, yeah, it's that's great. a thing. Excellent. It is a thing. So uh let's let's get into it. Um I think the last thing we did was we ran out to Lady of the Lake and then we hit Bayou and then we've got some other announcements. So let's run through Lady of the Lake. Jeff, you want to give kind of quick highlights since we've done this on a lot of other podcasts. Sure, yeah,
2: that's a thing. You know, we we weren't really going to cover it, but we definitely wanted to give a Give a shout-out to Chris Kapsner for running Lady of the Lake and tell everybody what a great time we had. Um, You'll get a lot of coverage. Lady of the Lake and the the Lake Swat Fantasy Squad has already covered the whole tournament. So if you don't listen to Lake Swat, just go ahead and listen to that and download their latest episode for that. And Counter Charge actually covered it with Mark as well. But we just got back. It was a great tournament. Um, Definitely on my top five for travel tournaments. Uh, it's certainly something I would love to go to next year. It just it was the encompassment of everything I look for in a tournament. Um, you know, just very very cool laid back. Uh, the, the venue was cool. The hanging out and doing the partying was awesome. You know, staying at Chris's house and just, you know, camping in the R V. That was that was super cool. Lots of people brought us up beers. It was really beautiful um place to go. I've never been up the Lake Superior, so that was really cool. Hanging out with Nick Williams was awesome. You know, that was something I was super looking forward to. Um spoiler alert if you're not gonna like listen to the other podcasts that have already covered it all, but I literally walked away with over half of the awards in the room with best overall and a bunch of other stuff. And we as a team from Texas, me and Mark and Todd Serpico went up there and just took two out of the three team trophies. So, you know, it was, it was a, it was a great weekend for me. Um, I had a, I had a really great time in regardless of how I placed or anything like that, that really honestly had no bearing whatsoever um towards my uh, opinion of the tournament i thought the i thought the tournament was just absolutely great and i would be there again next year if our travel plans weren't to weren't so extensive um next year where we're going to the uk and stuff but if if you live up there you're crazy if you're if you're not going to this thing is i was, it was a really really great tournament it's something i'd go to every year if it was not an 18 hour drive yeah <laughs> so Mark what do you think man? Yeah man,
1: I I had a spectacular time. Um, you know, all all props go to Chris for running that event and, you know, their family for taking us in and and letting a whole lot of gamers just crash their house all weekend. You know, his his wife was super accommodating. She was the best, incredibly fun to talk to, polite. You know, she was throwing down beers with us too. She had really good opinions on a lot of them, so that was that was fun. You know, their kids awesome kids uh you know i i can't wait to hang out with his kids when they come down in january but just just super great you know really really felt like we were at home when we were up there which made that drive way more bearable um probably than it could have been if we had had you know a less than stellar experience oh so, yeah, yeah totally yeah i i you know obviously with travel plans we're probably not going to make it out there next year but I wouldn't be surprised if in twenty what is that twenty eighteen? Yeah, we we head back up there again. That's um,
2: super high on my list to get back out there. It again. is.
1: It is. It's probably the best out of Texas tournament I've been to. I, I and that's I saying agree. a lot because yeah. QCR in the past was amazing, just top to bottom, great experience. Uh, and I, I think a lot of that goes to the game system that we've changed to too. But you know oh, you totally. can't take. Yeah, you can't take anything away from Chris. Like he's done an excellent job of making sure all the ins and the outs were hammered down and taken care of. So can't say enough great things about it.
0: Super jealous that I wasn't able to go. Glad, man. Oh, you, man.
1: Had, uh, Todd oh, really you should be.
2: Filled in for me. It, oh, it was, it was good that Todd was able to make it out. I mean, we, we were, we were sad that you weren't able to come, but it was like one of those things. Like, man, you got way more important stuff going on right now, <laughs> and. uh uh you know, it's it's just one of those things. Like, it'd be really cool to have you next time we go. But it was it was nice to have a. We, we were still able somehow to pull out the best the best uh, presentation army. So our the best presentation team. So we had the best paint uh, collectively as a team, even without Ryan Smith being on our team. So you know.
0: Excellent. Well done.
2: Yeah, helps. Yeah, helps. You would have just made us blow it out completely. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, you you would have taken a couple of trophies away from Jeff is what uh, we're saying. Right, there. I know. That would have been that would have been
2: great. I wouldn't have got so much hate. <laughs> that,
1: that was, was like, mostly me booing by sorry, the way. It was not the rest I mean, of them. It. it was the pretty much the me. Yeah, I I can understand that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, that happened at QCR with Ryan. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> no, I feel you, man. But great tournament. We won't we won't sit there and go over it for another 20 minutes or something to go into crazy detail. But if uh if Lay the Lake uh, GT is not on your agenda for next year and you're anywhere even close to that area, whether you're Midwest or. Yeah, if you're less than 18 anything, hours away, like, you should be going. Yeah, I don't want to hear any bitching and complaining because I'll tell you what, it's one of the most fun tournaments you will you will go to. You will not be you will not be upset. Very awesome. I don't know where you want to go. Where you want to go next? I think. I I mean,
1: the the... next, the next logical thing is going right into Bayou, man. Yeah. Um, So we got home from Lady in the Lake, and a couple of weeks later, we were driving down to Houston for a tournament.
0: Nice quick turnaround. It was. It was.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it was. I mean, it was like just boom right afterwards, and taking a completely different list. So it was kind of crazy to play something. Substantially different that I had zero practice games with, so it was fun. But uh, Bayou People was here if they win, Jeff. No, I no, I <laughs> <laughs> I was saying like going into it was something that I genuinely had not played a single game. Mark knows because he would have had to play it against the list by now, and he still hasn't. So, but uh, it it was it was a lot better than my expectations going into Bayou were for the weekend. Um, you know, everybody's attitude was super awesome that uh, scenarios, I would say, really shifted up a lot of things, was able to, you know, not be so kill centric, um, which which was cool. I mean, well, like, they, the, they used a lot
1: of like of
0: scenarios they did because I've been curious. I wasn't able yeah. to make it. I'm they, curious what they did
1: for their scenarios. They, as far they as actually objectives. did use a lot of kill base scenarios, yeah, that was the base, but but the bonuses and this is kind of what we saw with lady of the lake lady of the lake was basically all kill and then you throw scenarios on top of it to disbalance the kill points um this was pretty similar they didn't go as heavy-handed into the scenarios as lady of the lake did but then again lady of the lake you were picking your scenarios as opposed to like okay you're playing game five this is your scenario um but yeah even even being a little heavy kill centric which i don't think is a bad thing um Their scenarios did a fantastic job. And, you know, before we kind of get into that, I I really want to give them props for the terrain idea, which Mm -hmm. was so streamlined. So, Ryan, I know you weren't there. They took their six by four player space, right? And they had six to seven to eight, depending on how many pieces of terrain there were, um, stickers. ...that were spaced out across the battlefield, and you and your opponent rolled off, and whoever won the roll dropped the first piece of terrain, and then you took turns placing the terrain to where it fully covered the sticker. So you could never really just log jam one side with all the terrain, you had to space it out based on what they were giving you on the table... Which I like that was they had a genius.
2: Yeah, I'm totally gonna steal that by the way. Like I that am was a too. great I really idea. Not to. to um, um, steal it first. But on top of that, like I thought it was great to have all the terrain be like, okay, you play side place, you play side place, but at the end, you both had two obstacles, right? So in, mm-hmm. and obstacles I've been saying it since you know, starting playing this game. Obstacles are Extremely important in Kings of War, just because they break up the stuff that has the Pathfinder. They're the one thing that you really can't get past unless you have Strider. Mm -hmm. So they're very tactical pieces to put on the field. So the fact that you put all the terrain down and then you can be like, okay, we both have an obstacle. How are we going to manipulate this a little bit? And And it gives a little bit better feel to to the battlefield and it gives more balance to things where if you're playing like herd or something that you, you may herd or forces nature or something that just has, you know, that horde of knights that you're worried about that has the pathfinder on it. It just gives you that capability to be like, okay, I really can't deal with this. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm put this right here. So I thought it was a really good way to balance terrain and, you know, hats off to the guys in Houston for, you know, coming Coming up up with with those ideas and play testing it to make sure it was fair and balanced. So really really great terrain placement ideas
1: yep so i mean you want to dive into the scenarios the scenarios were kill based but there was they had a random element into some Mm -hmm. of them where that weren't kill based and those were the i think those were the most fun for me where uh you know how they had what is it dominate where you typically try and focus on the center 12 inches let's just
2: roll through them yeah do do you have
1: the sheet up in front of you
2: no but i pretty much remember them okay so the first one was the always fire, fire ants. ants yep yeah so it was the first one was fire ants so basically there was like two small templates that were in the middle of the board and they would go towards a random corner or not move at all they would move these 2d6 and then or they go would, to the center yeah or go towards the yeah. center so they would um, move
1: six different directions or sit so, still
2: yeah so basically you roll it for each player's turn and um any units that it touches from where it starts to where it goes or ends or something like that, the the unit would take like a d6 worth of fireball hits, basically, that had piercing two or piercing three into them. So they still have... You, you only get a d6 worth of hits. And then, then they so they have to hit, and then they have to wound, and then I mean, like so, they do. They are pretty significant in my game. It it just really screwed Jason Johnson. It just kept on going at him. Yeah, and if they going if at they him.
1: stay on top of a unit, they can definitely yeah. eat them alive. So, they never cause nerve test, but
2: yeah, they never cause any nerve. Yeah, but it's enough to this, to pop yeah. a unit. Yeah, you have high defense, it becomes an issue. You know, when I have I have a low defense army, so it was like, oh, piercing three, I really don't care. So. Yep. Um, game Game two was um, trying to remember off the top of my head. I got it. So, game two second scenario was double double cross. So on this one, you had to exchange one of your non allied heroes with your opponent, and the hero is then placed in the rear of the most expensive non monster character basically or non-monster unit and you're basically trying to uh, free that hero so basically you're going to take away one of their heroes and some some situations like people only had one hero so like giving up like a dragon or something um and and basically you're trying to like free your hero from them um so there's a couple different ways that you could play that where it's like oh i'm just going to be defensive and not let them free the hero and then keep the victory points from that. Um. Mine ended up just being like the 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 thing about it was it was like a prisoner exchange gone bad, right? So you have to you have to forward deploy the unit as far forward as yes. you can, um, in this like eighteen inch deployment, which makes it so sub- like makes it an issue for the game I was playing because he can charge me on turn one with like all of his flying. So he has like the whole like half, over half the army was flying, so he was able to just like double charge on turn one yeah because that unit was
1: out front and then the rest of the right. units deployed in the 12 inch line yeah so, so they were out you, by themselves you can't,
2: yeah you can't really defend it and it's very particular the unit that it has to go into so um you it was your like your most expensive non you know hero or monster unit no you um, you got
1: to pick you got to pick your character um
2: well, you had, yeah, you got to pick the character, but the unit it had to go in. For Correct. The, the unit it had yeah. to go in was your so, most expensive right. unit. Right. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it was unfortunate because it just pretty much cost me that unit. Um, is all it really did and give me a character back. Um, but I thought it was a really good idea. Um, uh, I thought it was a cool way to, like, you know, kind of penalize those people that are playing, like, one Nothing really crazy hero. Yeah, yeah. Or, or all filth characters yeah. or something like that. Yeah, exactly. So. It was, a, um, it was a good way to take care of that.
1: Yeah, it was it was solid, too, because if you played it right, you could take one of your badass characters and be like, yeah, fine, you can have him, and then focus fire that unit and be like, okay, uh, yeah. I'm going to free the character, and now I've got back my line, badass bitch. character yep. in your back line. Now you're yep. screwed. So there was a lot of different nuances um, to come at this game. Uh, and, and I liked it a lot. Like, yeah, it was yeah. still kill-based, but there was a nuance to it to where you were like, you're playing kill, but do you want to kill it in time and open that character up and maybe give him away and, and lose points for it? Do you want to keep that unit around for a while? Do you want to just totally smash it? Like, there's there's so many thought processes and, uh, and, and different options that kind of come out of that game. Um, game three was the triple dominate scenario. So instead of having one dominate circle, they had three Spaced in the middle of the board evenly instead of a 12 inch bubble. They had 8 inch bubble Which made it a little hard for bigger units to kind of get in there. Mm-hmm So basically you were trying to get in those those three bubbles and After you deployed it was randomly determined which bubble was worth more So one of them was worth what was it like eight six and four? okay I think. Um
2: uh, they became equal, so it was like seven, four, and three or something like that. Like so that the two were equal to the one highest one or something like that, yeah. Is five that points how they did for it? silver. Yeah, so it's eight points for the gold, five eight, points five for and silver, right. and three points for bronze.
1: And yeah. and a and a grand win like totally wiping your opponent and totally yeah, wiping three, three objectives no was points. sixteen. Yeah, there's yeah.
2: no points no victory points are awarded at all. All that yeah, matters is It was is all cause... dominate. Yep. wow and then
1: and then you do your plus four bonus, so your sixteen goes up to twenty um yeah that that was fantastic because when I've played dominate and I played it a couple of times at tournaments everybody just sits around the circle until the last like two or three turns and then they start making their push mm-hmm. um, with this like some of the circles are so close that if you push into the if you push into the center circle and they've got stuff kind of looking at the outside circles, those things might come after your center circle instead. Um, so a, a little more strategic. And again, like if you only focus on one circle, well, the other two are still out there and now you've got to draw. So had to play that one smart. I liked it a lot.
0: Interesting.
2: Yeah. And then, uh, the fourth scenario was, uh, basically you get a token, which is, uh, this one's called Texas tea. So this was a, uh, basically you get an oil, oil barrel and that's your token. You give it to a unit. And uh, you, it's basically you don't want that token to get taken from the unit and you want to get it over to their deployment zone. Um, but they added a little bit of a twist to it at some point if you want to or you think you're gonna lose the unit or something like that yeah, you can set of, it on fire instead of keeping the token, you can actually set it on fire and you know on on that turn it'll explode on a six plus and then on the next player's turn five four three two you know on those well, that that was by
1: game turn. So if you set it on fire on turn two, it would blow up on a six plus. But if you set it on fire on like turn six, it was a two plus. So it's like, like
2: it's player turns. Yeah, p- player turns on yeah. fire. How how long it's on fire yeah, for? Exactly. But, uh, basically well, how long it becomes, it's on fire,
1: but also player turn from when you ignite it. Yeah.
2: Two. So it's two d six piercing two hits. It's kind of like the um, boom gem or whatever that you give to the you know. Yeah, but a two d six radius. Man. Yeah, yeah, two d six. Yeah, so, solid. kind of like a goblin boomer, or like not not boomer, but the yeah, the red the, the red goblin. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. explody thingy.
2: Yeah, and uh, the next one was let's barbecue, which was
1: it was like loot, right? Yeah, it was like or pillage. Loot, I can't loot, ever, I can't ever. Bat. It's Figure those two. Um, yeah, it was loot, y- but the tokens actually run away from you if you yeah. are close. Yep. So they would run two d six away from the closest leader point. Yeah, and then you're technically like pushing them towards your opponent, depending on how close you are. But they're also defense six, and they've got a low route, so you squeeze a wound through, you get a lucky roll. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it a lot. You had to yeah, kill them first. It was then loot tokens that would run yeah. away from you, and you wanted to get the loot
2: tokens. So. It was great,
1: great. Yeah. And again, like and again. the other ones. Yeah, scenarios no victory all that mattered. points. Yep, does not yeah, matter what no you kill. No victory
2: points. Just just the just the barbecue stuff. So and the last one was uh, here be dragons. Um, so basically, you just get like a little baby dragon that uh, is only speed six and has fly, and he just has to like follow around one of your characters with the highest nerve because he's like your general and like the most inspiring thing on the table. Yep. So um, he just has to stay within nine inches of your um, of that you know, person that's he's bonded to and he's a little fly six, thunderous charge one, crushing one, and a breath attack, his attacks, which are six with a piercing two. And then other than that, he has a melee four plus, defense five plus, six attacks, eleven thirteen break point. So he's like a really, really weak dragon that you could you could you could kill off Um but they're giving you like a freebie dragon. The issue is is if you kill him he's worth four hundred victory points. So oh, yep. well. Yeah, so he's a freebie dragon, but he's like 400 victory points for a cheeky little dragon. So uh, so
1: the the interesting thing I thought about when I was playing that game was that the dragon had to stay within nine inches of the character. And if possible, re- yep. yeah. Yeah, and, and you're talking about in a scenario where characters, typically the big bad character sometimes is going to be flying. They're only going 20? Well, he's going 12, so you've Uh got one inch of wiggle room to play with if you have to stay within that nine inches. So I thought that was good foresight on their part instead of saying, well, the dragon has to stay within three inches of all time or something like that. You know, that would really handcuff that, that character from being able to participate, but putting it out there and saying, well... You know, nine inches. That's that's pretty forgiving. You know, that's well, but on that's top very of it, inspiring. That so, if,
2: if you if you aren't in range at any point, he just has to start moving that direction towards the thing as quickly as possible. It's not like you, they weren't allowing you to still play the character. Well, it's I mean, if you, if you have as
1: to as move possible. towards it, then then you've already kind of lost because you're gonna right. totally pull yourself back from what you were trying to do.
2: Sure, sure. Yeah, the, the dragon can just have to move. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: and that yeah. that that's I that was. You know, you talk about little things that make scenarios great. I think that was one of them was that little hiccup in there where it's like, well, you've only got nine inches, mm-hmm. but that's that's more than enough if you're, you know, keeping him earnest and within twelve. So I liked, yeah, it. I liked it a lot. Yeah.
2: That was it. I mean, all in all, pretty pretty good weekend. Um, lots of lots of good games. Uh, I got my very first bad list. Game vote, so that was super cool. I've I've never gotten a bad game slash bad list vote. Well earned. So well earned. Well earned. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of proud of that. I mean, I don't think I've ever I've never really never really had that happen. So
0: you've uh, you finally arrived. So so what was the benefit of bringing a bad list? Did you win the whole thing?
2: No, I did not. Which is wow. yeah. Uh wow. right. Yeah. No. Uh, Robbie King. Robbie King won it and deservingly he, so. He
1: he wasn't in the neighborhood to winning it even with that bad game so oh, yeah. It's, no, yeah, it's yeah it's not that big of a deal honestly no. when you cut it out
2: no it isn't so Robbie King ended up taking the first overall uh, I was technically I was actually technically third overall but um, it uh, doesn't they give you the highest prize you had so I ended up getting uh, best paint because I got first best paint uh, Robbie actually had the most paint points uh, so shout out to Robbie um, but uh, they he got overall so uh, they did they default uh, it down to me, uh, which I had like two less patent points, I think. And then um, who? Uh, Steve Schiffani, I think he got, Steve second. Schifani. He got second overall. Mark. Yep, was second overall. Steve's an awesome guy. Yeah, Steve's awesome. Mark, what'd you take?
1: Uh, I got third overall, and that's only because the log jam in front of me all placed in a higher position <laughs> to let... Third overall slide to technically fifth overall. Um,
2: so you were actually like fifth base then?
1: Yeah, I was. I was fifth base. Were, were you? Were you? The were most you important f- base.
2: Were you fifth again?
1: Uh, that's two tournaments in a row that i
2: been
1: fifth. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, it was slight, so funny because they more the players awards, this time,
2: during the awards they call out Mark Cox for third overall, and he walked past me. and goes, "Ha ha, fuck you, Jeff." And I was like, "Okay." That's right. I said <laughs> he it. Goes, he goes back and he looks, he goes, God damn it, you still outplaced me. God yeah. damn it, god damn it, god damn it.
1: <laughs> but uh, I, I do want to throw a shout out. Uh, Andrew Heinrich got oh, Best yeah. Sports, so I, I had the pleasure of playing him um, turn one, or sorry, game one of, oh, yeah. uh, of my first Kings of War tournament, and he was also my first or my last game of Warhammer Fantasy at Alamo. So he's he's my first kow texas experience and he's my last warhammer um fantasy experience so he's he's my he's like my official bookends right like it's it's spectacular and and the fact that he won best sports was totally well earned he was great during our game um just real you know hey man just realize if you do that i'm gonna be doing this sort of thing and it was real real clean game loved it yeah andrew's a scholar and a gentleman i like him a lot He is. He's great. Um, let's see what else. So we covered, we covered paint, we covered overalls, uh, oh, best general, um, the dude who trounced me in game six. Uh, I thought I had a little wrinkle there where I could have moved up and advanced and his turn two and turn three shooting were fucking solid and on point. Um, And he, he took a couple of things out early that I was like, man, if I had had one more turn with those, you know, statistically speaking, I probably should have, but you know, the dice roll the way the dice roll. And, uh, so he took a huge one out of me and he's like, oh, there's no way I'm going to win best general. I was like, I don't know, man, I, I think you're going to be up there. And sure enough, Eric Nelson won best general, um, Mm. which was pretty impressive, uh, Pretty pretty shooty list. Like everything in his list shoots except for one unit. I yeah. think. Granted, yeah. two of the units only have one shot each because they bought that that hammer and the uh the bow. But the rest of it,
2: it all shoots.
1: So very 80,
2: 80 plus shots of piercing. That'll do it.
1: Yeah. So we're in the neighborhood of that. Yeah but solid solid experience Bayou's always great. Um Ryan, you'll be happy to hear that we stayed up till 4:50 in the morning. Um, that is awesome. Sunday morning so I'm going glad into to hear it. to yeah. uh it was I think the last the last participants were Balsack, me and Jeff Daniels and we went to Waffle House at 4:50 or 4 sorry, 4:30 4. in the morning. Um 8:20 oh. minutes. Oh yeah.
0: I can't believe I missed out on a 4 a.m. Waffle House right yeah, now. I've got to. You did. I'll have to make it up next year. Well, I'm glad my tourney wife was able to uh, represent for the SAT. <laughs>
1: well, it, it gets even better because um, Justin was wearing the Fez of Shame. <laughs>
0: Waffle House?
1: Je- yeah. Jeff Daniels was wearing a cowboy cheese head hat. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go look at the Green Bay Packers, the cheese heads that they There's wear. Fans. But he was yeah, he was wearing a cowboy hat version of it. And then I was still wearing the kilt that um Sean Malloy had talked me into wearing on Saturday. So you had a dude in a kilt, a dude in a cheese head, and a dude wearing a fez of shame all <laughs> in walk into fucking Waffle House at four thirty in the morning. Um, that
0: someone needs to write a joke there.
1: It 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 really was. It was its own joke. They turn around, they're like, uh, what the fuck are you guys doing? Oh, we're at the hotel up the street. Okay, where's the party at? It's like, we're all that's left of it. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, man, so I figured that would make you happy. Um, I was going to drunk call you at some point, and I totally forgot, so I apologize for that. I have been
2: awake for it. So, for those who don't know, why were you not able to make it, Ryan? Um,
0: I missed two tournaments that I very much wanted to go because my wife and I had a third child. So yay! My life, my life is great I got three hours of sleep last night that brings the weekly total of sleep to five and a half hours and this is on Wednesday so we're averaging about two and a half hours of sleep a night it's wonderful oh, yay God. kids
1: gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Gorgeous. gorgeous
0: gorgeous she's gorgeous and brilliant <laughs> um, I'm just glad to have my drinking partner back because I was really starting to border on alcoholism drinking alone at night <laughs> right you're done nursing. You have 40
2: minutes to finish this beer. <laughs> yep, get on it, woman.
1: Just have but... a pump and go, man. <laughs>
2: do that too.
1: Pump and dump.
0: Well, it's it, it's a different conversation tonight <laughs> <laughs> on the beer phase. Ways to get your nursing wife to get drunk.
2: You're right. Seriously, but. But, yeah you know. man it was it was uh it was a good time uh definitely uh really a really nice room everybody seemed pretty kicked back, there wasn't really any arguments whatsoever it just seemed like everybody was there to have a good time and i think that's really you know bringing out uh, i think that's the game system also bringing that out mm-hmm.
0: people. i'm glad to hear it it really feels like a lot of the texas tournaments have been that way now and including uh uh, Fayetteville as well, up in Arkansas. Well, I I mm-hmm. would
1: I would go beyond that. I mean, you're you're just not having the arguments over rules that you used to have. Like, sure, people have a disagreement about the way they interpret a rule here and there, but it's not four or five every round. You know, in a in a five round tournament, it's hey, there was one all tournament, and it turned out it was in the book the whole time, and the guy just read it wrong. Like, mm-hmm. totally different, totally di- and and. The game just, you know, and everybody has more fun that way because you know, there's there's not a contention, there's not an argument happening. Yeah. I did the uh, the first Alamo primer about
0: a month and a half ago, and we yeah. had one question the entire time, and it was scenario. It wasn't even
1: uh, core rules. Yeah. I ended up painting through the tournament because they didn't need a to. Hmm. Well, yeah, and th- and that's that's the whole thing about the primers. Like you're nailing down your scenario so that when you get to the real actual tournament you don't get questions like you don't have issues
0: or you know what questions you're going to have to answer and can do it at the time. Or, or,
1: yeah. Or you know what people are going to misread or whatever, even though it's clearly there. Um, yeah, that's a good point, but it makes things a million times easier.
2: Speaking uh, of Alamo primers, when are you doing the next one?
1: Alamo primer will be September
0: 17th. Yeah. Oh. Top
2: games in San Antonio. Jeff, <sighs> try where are you going to be for that? i uh, Man, I, I can't do it that weekend. It's the week after. You're going to be in actually. California, dude. No, no, no that would be the week before. Nope. Uh, it's the second weekend uh, is uh, West Coast GT. So I'm getting ready right now, actually, to go out to West Coast GT. Mm, uh,
0: continue being jealous.
2: Yes, continue with your old jealousy, good sir. Uh, hmm. mm-hmm. So I'm going to pull it up right quick here.
1: Okay. Quick, It's make- the 12th. Did Wet Coast go to Kings Wet, of War? Wet Coast did. That was last
2: month, yeah. Yeah, like they, the, they, yeah,
1: they did last month, and they did Kings of War, 40K, Malifaux, and some other stuff. And Chris Kapsner was on that. He he said it was a great time. And yeah. he kept the tournament uh, trophies away from the Canadians. So, well done. <laughs> nice. That's done, right.
2: Chris. Take it, you Canucks. Yeah, so I'll be out at West Coast GT September 10th and 11th. I'll be there the day before and the day after. But it's... Uh, Coming up in uh, two weeks here in okay. Mission Viejo, California. My buddies from uh, from uh, the West Coast Hammer Time slash West Coast Kings podcast run that. So can't wait to go out. I'll be the only Texan going. They still have some spots open if anybody is interested. Should be a good time. It always is. Check out uh, Warhammer gt.wixsite.com for it, or you can just Google search search West Coast GT, and uh, there's still there's still some spots available.
0: It's on my list to try and make when life calms down.
2: Yeah. So probably not this year. I will be. I, I decided I am, since I'm taking something out for Fred that I got uh, for him at, uh, I got like a guitar signed for him at this last, com- like not Comic Con or whatever it is, like some geek fest or whatever it is out here. Um, I decided i just going to play Fred's uh, Trident Realm list. Um, so he's writing me a Trident Realms army and I have no idea what it's going to be and he's going to hand it to me at game one and that's what I'm going to play for the tournament. <laughs> That's awesome. It's
0: a beautiful army. Oh yeah, it's
2: it's a dancing. great it's a great army. It's one of those things like everybody says that Trident Realms are underpowered right now. So it's really just more of like how can I play this up and prove to people like cause if I'm able to place well with this army, I'm going to be shocked since I'm foregoing a ton of paint points because I can't you know I can't get like I'm going to get like tournament basic points because it's not my army. So. But it should be fun. I've been wanting to play at Trident Realms, and I just think people are underestimating it because it's a it's a very you know finesse based list. So should be a lot of fun. Um, but I'm really going out there to hang out with my uh, with my hometown buddies and uh, just drink some beers and roll some dice. So um, if you haven't signed up uh, and you're in that area and you're by chance listening to this, which that's maybe two of you. <laughs> they still got some spots open and it, it is definitely worth going so check it out
1: lists were due, what is that, a couple of days ago right?
2: Yeah, but you can still you can still sign up, you can still yeah, go obviously you're just you going to lose like up. a point or two points for not having your list in on time, it's not a big deal still going to be able to play
0: come on Jeff's giving up paint points,
1: you can give up a few points on punctuality right?
2: you punk, punk ass bitches, come on He's handy
1: he, he might actually have a soft list this time yeah. Well he's I don't not know. It. Exactly. I, I have no
2: idea what it is. <laughs> Who will know? It can't possibly be broken because it's trident realms, right?
1: That's the working theory.
2: That's the thought. <laughs> so um you guys have full rights to hate me if I come back and win that thing. Cause... I do hate you. <laughs> uh, I will be I will be shocked. Alright, I think it's a good spot to take a break. Uh, we'll grab another beer and be right back.
0: Guys, we need a bumper to share with the other Mantic podcasts. No swearing allowed. Oh, real professional. The Fourfoot Foot Snake is a UK-based Kings of War podcast presented by John. I want to be an individual. Dan. Nick.
2: Can I go to the toilet, please?
0: And Matt. You can find us on Facebook at OFFS and on Twitter at O4FootSnake. And you can find us on iTunes. That's 32 points of damage. Let's do a nerf check. Anything but snake eyes.
2: Oh, for fuck...
1: Lick, 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 lick my balls.
2: Does they go
0: up there?
1: Yeah, you guys have no fucking idea.
0: <laughs> When's UTSA come up to College Station?
1: Yeah, You gonna do it? Um, it depends what weekend it is. It is... Two or three weekends after it's two, two weekends after Alamo because Alamo is the fifth, right? Yeah. Yeah, two weekends after the nineteenth.
0: It's the weekend before Thanksgiving. Let me see what I can do.
1: Tickets are super cheap. Sean Bright uh, just bought some in our section, and our section still has a few seats. Three forty-four.
2: Oh, Let's did see. he? Did he buy some to come yeah, out with Bailey yeah, he, and stuff?
1: He, nice. he he bought some seats right next to us. I think. Nice. Yeah, dude, it's gonna be a hot. It's gonna be a hot tailgate.
2: <laughs> uh, I'll
0: see what I can do. I'm I would like you, dude, to go.
1: And, and the great thing is, the tickets are like thirty bucks. It's, it's awesome. Like you what pay for shipping the and handling and shit, but
0: it's. it's would it cheap. be spend a night in College Station?
1: Uh, I am. Yeah. Yeah, we are. But you don't have to. Like San Antonio's only two hours away. My buddy's driving and well, drive back. If I've been drinking all day, that's probably
2: yeah yeah yeah. Drive
0: back.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: Yeah, I'd love to go. Let me see what I can do. Hey, uh... Uh, Hey, Jeff. Yep? What are you drinking? What are you drinking out of?
2: Oh, man. must be time for another beer phase. Let's see here. I went down and saw one of these bad boys still chilling in the back of my fridge. I don't like a lot of Blue Moon stuff, and I know you're gonna gasp because I say Blue Moon, but... I'm already judging you. I know. Okay, but here we go. So... I only get a six pack of this year when it comes out, but it's the horchata ale that they make. Because oh, okay. I just, I love yeah. horchata. No,
1: no, that one's, that one's, you've let me try that. That one's actually pretty good. Acceptable. I it's
2: guess. pretty, it's pretty good. Like, I mean, there's, there's not much Blue Moon stuff that I'll drink, but this, this is like, it just reminds me of Mexico in a glass. And it just brings back that, that warm cinnamony, creamy. You know, like if you like cream ales and you like cinnamon, like, this is a really fucking good beer. Okay. Mark, what you drinking, man?
1: Uh, I am still drinking out of my gigantic A&M mug, and I am still drinking the national beer of Texas. Lone Star. Lone Star.
0: Lone Star. Lone Star.
1: Ryan. Lone Star. What are you drinking? What are you um, drinking out of?
0: In honor of Bayou Battles tournament organizer Jeff Daniels, I am drinking a Dry Hop Citra. Hobo Life. Hobo! Uh, This one is from Lord Hobo Brewing, which is in Woburn, Massachusetts. Uh, I am drinking it out of a Bayou Battles pint glass, and it is so green, I'm thinking of uh, voting for whatever that green party candidate's name is.
1: Ralph Nader?
2: No,
0: no, the current one. Um, It's very... Somewhere in between pine and resiny. I am not a big fan of Citra hops. I know they're very trendy right now. I'm an Amarillo yeah. hops guy because yeah, I like the same. Yeah, same. Yeah,
2: citrus. Uh, citrus
0: just—it's really front tongue kind of piney. It makes the roof of your mouth tingle a little. It's like a,
2: drinking like a Tangeray gin or something like that, I, where it's like really piney.
0: I feel like I'm drinking out of a hobo's bindle. So mission accomplished. Well done, all
1: hail hobo. the hobo king.
2: All hail, all all hail the hail. hobo king, Jeff Daniels. <laughs>
1: awesome. Well, jumping in a fucking bottle.
2: Jumping from Bayou over to what's next? We have Alamo coming up. We're gonna have a whole podcast full of just tournaments, tournaments, tournaments. That's right. Well, Alamo is right around the corner, and it's gonna be here before you know it. Oh, Brian. How's it going so far? Um, it's going
0: great. We've tested half the scenarios. I've placed-tested the other ones here, but we've got the next primer coming up in, I think, three weekends. Um, we are sitting at 50 paid, which leaves us with about 22 to 24 spots open. If you're on the fence about coming, may want to get signed up because it's a thing that's filling up pretty quickly. I'm hoping to be the first Texas tournament to sell out, and it's within reach. Other than that, everything is good. I'm starting really hard to think about what my next army is going to be, Ooh. which isn't Alamo related at all. But you know, there's been some smack talk about Lone Wolf and Paint Awards being something that apparently
1: Brits are threatening me over. And
0: right, I just can't let a I've, challenge like
1: that. I've sit. seen Nick Paint. He he ain't going to be threatened for <laughs> yeah, for that's a Paint an Award totally a threat. Yeah, <laughs> unless he wants to step up his little bald short game.
2: He can't even beat he can't even beat Mark in paint points, and so we know how bad Mark is.
0: Ooh, shots
2: fired! I I will have you know I use Mark <laughs> as my
0: baseline for what an average plus one army looks like. Oh, oh
1: shit! And yet you give Jeff more paint points, which is weird. Uh, oh, so funny. Hey, I stepped um, it up on this last unit I did, so you better fucking give me a plus two. On that average. <laughs> I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the idea, you <laughs> fucking dick. That, I've been doing a
0: secret project I hope to be able to talk about more next week. because okay. uh, Or next cast, because uh, I'm not able to talk about it yet. But for those of you who are at Bayou, you got to see a preview of some of it there in the prize support categories.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I already know what it is. I guessed. I'm good. <laughs> what have you guys been up to?
2: Well, I just did a I just did an order for some bits that I needed to get for what I am getting ready to put together for Alamo, you know, like I normally do. I can't really just take everything that I already have all painted up pretty for every tournament. I always have to kind of try something new and put a new unit in. So, I got a unit that I got to bust out in time for Alamo so that I can you know, feel good about myself and have like a unit that you know, i painted specifically to get it done for that tournament. So I can't
0: wait to see the unit you're making for me.
2: I'm going to... Mantic doesn't make It's any, a mouthful. It's Ooh, yeah, it's a whole unit for you. Mantic does not make any Abyssal Guard, so I'm going to take some lower Abyssal's, and I ordered some, like, really cool demonic tower shields from Cyborg, okay. and I'm going to do a little bit of conversion on them, do, like, a a phalanx setup where they're going to be like a circle of shields and a summoning circle and then have, you know, some guys like poking through for their attacks. Cause they get less attacks than the regular regiments do. Um, well actually it's the same amount for a regiment, but, uh, they just don't really have anything that really makes them look different than the lower abyssal. So I'm giving it that big shield style look to them. Cause they've got a defense five instead of D four, Slightly more inspiring, so I'm gonna give them like some kind of a OSL where they're just like really, like glowing demons because they're so like elite. So we're, we'll see how that works out. But I definitely wanted to change up something and and have something different for for uh, for Alamo. Mark, you doing up anything Besides. that uh, you've been yeah, working on? Yeah, I was
1: about to say I dare someone to ask me what I'm working on. Um, mm-hmm. let's see. I am working on for 100% tailgate related <laughs> activities. Uh, Jeff, because he does a lot of home audio and theater updates was gracious enough to overhaul the trailer that my buddy bought for our tailgate. And it's got like a built in TV, built in sound system. Uh, we, we did the kegerator lines. What was that yesterday? Yeah. So we've got two kegerator lines that come out of the tailgate. You know what? What size TV did you put in that pitch?
2: Uh, I think we did a 55 inch. <laughs> uh, 55 inch. Jesus TV Christ! To, you can just fold up the side. And then we yep. got a pair of, a pair of speakers on there, a 500 watt subwoofer, and a you know a receiver to run it all on there. So he'll be he'll be pretty jamming out there. Sounds pretty good. No, it, it sounded great.
1: It sounded great when I pulled up and you guys were sound testing. Um, yeah. So that's that's what I've been working on. I'm probably not going to get anything painted between now and then. I may I may try and do one model for the, uh, if you're still doing the paint entry things.
2: Oh, yeah. Are you still yeah. are you doing that again this year? But does it have to be like a model you're not using?
0: If it's a model that's in your army, it becomes subject to the you can only win one award criteria.
2: Okay. But if I bring something that's not in but my army?
0: Yep. If you bring something that's not okay. in your army then it's not part of your army and it counts for uh model painting.
2: Okay. Does it count if like I'm using it like as my multiple giant
1: categories? You can you can do one, two, three, four, like that thing? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Does uh, your might... giant
2: that we need for Alamo count as part of your army?
0: Uh that is up to you. Uh it not necessarily, because I know people aren't always able to do them, so I've never been really strict
1: about your giant needs to be on your board.
2: I just mean for the painting contest, like, I, like yeah, he it means, doesn't matter.
1: can he enter his giant is the question. Yeah, he can enter his giant. Okay.
2: Like I have multiple Shagoths of the exact same kind, but if I only need to bring one, so I don't have to break two of them, <laughs> then that would be great. <laughs> so... All right.
1: Yeah, I, I I may paint some stuff between now and then, but uh, it's. It's going to be all drinking and all getting my liver back in back in the swing of things for college football. Tell
0: you what, I'm trying to get back in tournament shape, and it is
1: not working so far. <laughs> Dude, tournament shape is easy for me. Tailgating, a whole other level of drinking, because it's not like you're focused on a game. Yeah. I mean, you're focused on a game, but you're focused on drinking before the game. And that doing that for like nine hours or ten hours... Like we do sometimes, oof that that is a freaking marathon of uh, getting smashed. So that's what makes tournaments so easy for me. It's like oh cool, I get like a two hour break to kind of chill out and not have to slam beers.
2: Yeah, and and on uh, speaking of slamming beers, uh, for those of you who didn't see, uh, the UK is not just sending out one person next year for Lone Wolf. They sent in the whole team. We've got all three, so man. We've got the they whole Four are Foot sent Snake. In the whole Four Foot Snake podcast on out here for Lone Wolf for twenty seventeen. Um and, and we all plan on going on out there for mm-hmm. twenty seventeen. But we'll have we'll have Dan King again, we'll have Nick Williams and we'll have John Falks for for Lone Wolf. So if you guys are interested in meeting those bros, then make sure you sign up for Lone Wolf for next year.
1: That's are like a... M list celebrities. It's mm-hmm. a great segue, man. Um, they're
2: more—they're kind of like Z-list, you know, like really, really far down.
1: Oh fuck you, man! Nick, <laughs> Nick and Dan were fucking great. Those no, those guys. I mean, Nick—you could tell Nick was getting a little perturbed with us. They don't know what jackin' with is. Him. I
2: didn't say Zed. They—they they think that's, I'm speaking some Canadian, kind of other fucking language. They don't,
1: don't say Zed in the oh, UK. Oh motherfucker, do they? they do they say, Zed. say Zed. Do they really? 100%. Okay, yeah, that's dude. where the Canadians got yeah, it from. Zed. Then Zed. I just thought that was a Canadian thing. No.
0: Mm-hmm. Mark, where do you think the Canadians got it?
1: I just thought they. Where do you think they what got a from? What are you a talking from?
0: about? Millions that they're making up their own words,
1: except for a. Yeah,
2: a. Yeah, yeah.
1: Hey, fuck that's you! True. We make up words too, but they're right. We have like two members of our audience yeah. dissing
2: Canada. <laughs> you think we have two fans in Canada? That's, that's sorry, buddy. Sorry, buddy. I'm not your buddy guy. I'm
1: not your guy, pal.
2: <laughs> not your pal, Fynn. <laughs> I'm
1: not your Fynn. <laughs> guy but yeah uh, uh lone wolf is you know um it's been a slow build we always get a gigantic <laughs> landslide of players after tournaments so we announced the opening after Bayou. i heard I there's we're...
2: an anti me um collaboration that's that's the, the, going it's actually on. it's actually Hashtag the the latest strong. rage
1: um the balls yeah. on jeff jeff's face team is Three people strong and I've had interest from other players. <laughs> no way, did you get emails? Did you get emails? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Their, oh yeah, dude. I've had people name? be like, Holy shit, is is this a real thing? I was like, Yeah, dude, all the UK guys are coming over balls on Jeff's face and they were like, I kinda wanna change teams now. I'm like, oh, that is awesome. Well, we gotta make sure that the balls on Jeff's face guys don't play each other, so Right. You know, I want the British guys to get the full experience and put their balls on Jeff's face. Uh, so that's the type <laughs> of general fuckery that we've got going on with Lone Wolf already, and we're eight months out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've we've got 36-ish people signed up already, um, 15 paid, so we're already more than a quarter in. Uh, we're like, what, one-seventh paid? Yep. So really, really solid showing. All the people that have signed up that I've kind of spot checked, I can tell like all thirty, thirty three, thirty six of these guys are going to show up to this event. So you know, sometimes you get players that sign up and you're like, I have no idea who this guy is. Mm-hmm. Haven't had that yet. Um, again, after Alamo, there's going to be a landslide of people that sign up. After oh, Shiloh, yeah. landslide. Yeah. Um, after Masters, I would expect a landslide of people to sh- sign up. So I, I love. You know, Ryan, how while I you have... Ryan, while you may take the uh the trophy for the twenty sixteen uh population award, I'm gonna steal it right back in twenty seventeen, man. We're that would we're be gonna great. be we're gonna be big. We're gonna be big this year. So yeah. Lone Wolf is I... coming up. Jeff, I, I know you're working on something. Yeah. You wanna I, give I us love... a little teaser?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I love how I didn't sign up for Lone Wolf yet, yet my name is already on the list. Yeah, you <laughs> don't have a you, choice, bitch. You're because, signed up. Because they, they submitted their team is balls on Jeff's face. Mark's like, well, I have to just automatically submit Jeff to be to be on the list, so it makes sense. Well, well, <laughs> I didn't even sign up and my I, name's on the list alone.
1: I, I said the funniest thing was like the entire tournament was going to be balls on Jeff's face, and then there was going to be Jeff. <laughs> so it's gonna be like seventy nine players versus Jeff it's everybody Jeff... versus me. Can <laughs> Jeff survive? Can he oh. fight the Gauntlet? I know all why they all don't like
0: Jeff Graheta. I mean, Jeff's a great guy.
2: Yeah, I think the Grahetas are good people. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know why the hate you know i mean he never does anything wrong
1: you know what this means
0: between jeff created jeff daniels and jeff franz we can probably get some surrogate jeffs in there you you know what we should have a we should have balls on jeff's face
1: team and you should have a team jeff team (laughs) jeff no seriously team jeff oh my god just divide the room down the middle you guys can you know gay help each other to counter charge is the first podcast totally dedicated to the game Kings of War. Join your hosts Andrew, Mark, and Rob as they delve into the world of Mantica and bring you in depth coverage of all things Kings of War. You can find us on iTunes and at OhioHammer.com, a proud member of the Ohio Hammer Network of Podcasts
2: cool ass ways to t- to do teams um that that brings us into everybody's heard of moonshine gt by now which is the gt that i was running we are
1: it's dead it's gone we are we, are, it.
2: we are resurrecting it as a different entity altogether because uh our venue pretty much got smashed and just stuff is just it's it's just not looking good to to make up a, a, another GT out of it again, so we're we are moving forward with alternate plans. and I have got the confirmation that we are able to move forward. I just have to pin down my new tails. So the new GT is going to be the chimera conflict, and I have a uh, website that i'm currently working on right now but if this sounds absolutely amazing to you and you want to be like the first motherfucker to sign up um feel free uh you can hit us up at chimera conflict uh, gt chimera conflict gt at gmail.com you can go ahead and hit me up there with any questions or concerns you may have but uh we are going for is it that you're not naked right now or that you're not wearing pants that you are wearing
1: pants. actually that is my concern i'm wearing pants yeah i
2: I figured yeah i know yeah i'd be concerned (laughs) so we are gonna swap this up a little bit change it up Uh, i have been an advocate of doing like a team style tournament for a while and i know that it hadn't worked out um because of last year's issue so we are going to pursue the team tournament style gt so you will sign up you do let me let me let me be very fucking clear for a second you do not need to sign up with three people you can certainly sign up by yourself and i will appoint you to a team i will make sure the teams are as balanced and fair as possible if you're signing up solo you will not you will not go without a team, I promise we'll, we'll make it fair. Um, but you can sign up as a team, and that's the whole point of chi- the Chimera. It's a three-headed monster. We are going to appoint someone as your team leader, which will be your lion. We'll have a goat, and we'll have a snake, and they will all have their own individual bonuses and things that they will do during the tournament. Um, you will sign up as a team. You will be scored as a team you will have everybody will have their own individual score. But the way in which we are going to work, this is you are going to get your matchups, not based on your individual matchups. I will say team no pants is versus team cock in mouth. And basically you two teams will meet up and both of the lions will say, okay, I'm putting up this list. You're putting up that list. It'll be ETC style. Um, so your team is in charge of actually who you end up playing against. Um, that is basically how we're going to do the matchup. And instead of having your general, you got this person for overall, you got this person for paint, you got this person for sports, we are going to completely shake it up. We are totally going to still track who takes the, the individual award, for best overall as far as like a qualifier for a masters if you give a shit about that stuff. But what we're really about here is best best team overall, best um sports team, best collective, you know, effort. a, a collective efforts for all this stuff. We will have a couple individual prizes. We will have best lion, best goat, best snake for the tournament with really cool, unique prizes. We are, I am an advocate of having just really cool branded prizes, and I have a lot of stuff that's in the works right now that will be very unique, not model-based or anything like that. Like we'll still have a little bit of price support, but these are just things that you can't purchase someplace. These are going to be all handcrafted or um, very cool one-off pieces. On top of that, we are going to be we are going to be hosting it at a brew pub. Um, this brew pub does absolutely amazing food, um, and when you pay for your entry, it is going to include your catered lunch for both days. Nice. So, yeah, you show up. Um, I'm gonna have a menu that I'm gonna go over with their head chef. There will be two different menus for both days. There will be absolutely no thought involved because it will be all you can eat really really good high-end food i go there two or three times a week mark does as well and he you know we will tell you how great the food is and i'm a foodie you know saturday comes around and you are done with your second game guess what there's no damn downtime they're gonna have the food ready you walk over you grab anything you want from our in-house catering that's gonna be there um eat as much of it as you want grab a pint I haven't locked down exactly how beer is going to work yet. Um, We're either going to do a ticket system where when you pay for your entry, you're going to get a certain amount of, of beers that are going to be in into it um, or maybe beer for the whole weekend. I haven't locked it down, so I can't make promises, um, but that info is coming soon, but you will have a really great lunch where you don't have to do any thought. You don't have to leave the premises. You don't have to go, like, hurry and shove down food in order to get back in time. In to worry
1: to about bad project. service and being yeah, late to game none six. none of that crap. Yeah, because it just of it.
2: pisses me off, and I love great food. I love good beer, and you're going to get all of that here. And it's a really, really cool local place um, owned by some really great people so i really hope everybody that that sounds good to anybody um if you have any questions chimera at gmail.com if you want me to go ahead and you know rsvp you a spot that you don't have to pay for quite yet because i don't have the website up with exact pricing that's awesome and if you are just the person that just like hey i want to come but i don't drink what what can you do for me type of situation? just let me know. Uh, we, we're going to be accommodating towards everybody, and we're going to make it fair. Um, and if you don't have a team, but you certainly want to sign up, feel free. Sign up solo. Just sign up and put I'm solo, and I will make sure that you have a uh, you have a team. So there's a lot more coming in the nearby future. Those are just kind of like the basic bones of it, but there's going to be a lot more fun stuff coming. I, I, I certainly see... A lot of people that are going to be signing up for this. This will be exactly a month after Lone Wolf. It'll be the last weekend in May. So it will be, I think, just before, is it like uh, Memorial Day, I yep. think? Yeah, Memorial Day. So it'll be just before that. It'll be the yeah very last weekend in May.
1: So here's here's the cool thing about this is because of the way that you're structuring the team system, you've only got room for a very finite amount of players. So it's got to be a even multiple of three. So correct. The max that we're allowing this year, right Jeff, is mm-hmm. am I, am I correct in this, 36?
2: Now I have to, I really have to get in there and measure it down to the couple of inches. Honestly, we're going to be doing some booty bumping, but I think what well, might I drop either, to thirty. Then I I am going to be I'm gonna tentatively say thirty. If I can okay. get a, if I can get thirty six, I, I would like to do so. That being said, just just kind of have it in your mind that if you really want to go to this, you should you should sign up in you the nearby future fast. or send me an email. Let me know because I promise you, there's no question that this is going to sell out. Like this is something that a ton of people have been emailing me out about prior to me even actually announcing it so it it's going to happen it's already in the books we had to lock down the little things and then we finish up the the um, website for it so if it sounds awesome for you make sure you hit me up i will i'll make sure you have a spot
0: i've got a question for you jeff sure i think i know the answer but i'm gonna ask for the people that don't where is this awesome
1: venue? You're thinking, oh you're have this event. man,
0: so, I'm sorry. how
1: convenient of a name are we picking oh, wow.
0: here? I, I, yeah, I don't know, maybe, <laughs> but maybe people aren't familiar with Fort Worth
2: breweries or Sir, sure, sure, spends all of his time when he's not at home. sure. Chimera conflict had a little bit to do with the brewery that it's at. So, the brew pub is called Chimera and it is in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, And that is going to be on uh, like the downtown side of Fort Worth and old Magnolia street. Um, So some of the cool stuff that you're going to be able to get out of this tournament, you're going to have a different feel from a little bit of the other tournaments. There's a lot of, there's a lot of really cool South tournaments you can go to. The idea for this one is that you're going to go, you're going to sign up with a team. There are going to be absolutely no, club immunity whatsoever it's only team immunity so if you sign up with a three-man team you are never going to have to play your buddies that are on your team but other than that you're open game for anybody else doesn't matter if you're hangover heroes and there's hangover heroes or half the tournament it doesn't matter all that matters is your three-man team there is a lot of really, really, really good food right next to Chimera. Um, you know, me and Mark just went to Heim today. It's a really great barbecue place, probably one of the best places in Texas. There's some of the best eateries around in Texas that you are going to find within walking distance of there. So if you're looking for a tournament, you can go to hang out with your friends and just have a great time get some good food get it get some good beers and and have it be kind of all-inclusive realistically um this is for you this is going to be a lot less about you individually and more about like team pride which is is fun for me like being a being like on the sporty side of things sportsmanship is going to be uh, a little bit higher graded in this and we are only going to allow, like, people who sign up as a team, um, you are going to only be allowed to take two of the same alignment. So you can only have, like, two evils and one of something else. Like, that's a maximum. We If you go one, one, and one, like, you have a good, you have a neutral, and you have an evil, you're going to get some bonus comp points. So that's how we're going to control comp, is that you're going to have, like, different army balances and... Um, I will be looking over lists ahead of time, and unlike other tts I may actually be doing some list rejections um just because like I know yeah no I know I know I know you do I'm just saying like some some people are just like bring whatever you want and I you know i'm pretty I'm pretty up and up on composition, so if I see something that um you know if you're taking the the ratkin army with three doom wheels and you know uh three weapons teams and three warp lightning guys you're probably gonna get told that you're gonna have to change that list around so i just if i see a list that i that i've seen that is played by somebody else and it's just copy paste it's probably going to be one of those things that's not really going to be allowed i'm just gonna ask you to change something a little bit about it the the idea is to to show that you're you're a better tactician than somebody not a better dice roller <laughs> so not to hurt anybody's feelings but be realistic so i hope that sounds good for everybody um we're looking forward to to filling out the room this year and uh and hope, hopefully keep keeping the same venue again for for next year if there's a huge there's a huge cry for you know more spots and stuff i don't know that they'll be able to accommodate it but um if it if it's if it goes over really well, then we we may be able to talk them into a little bit more floor space for next year. So yeah, that's a good point. I think that about covers it for tonight. What do you think, gentlemen?
1: It does. Any any parting thoughts?
2: No, man, I'm just, I'm super excited right now for West Coast GT in two weeks, and then man, I'll tell you, Ryan, mm-hmm. I I don't even have my unit glued together yet for to paint. So awesome. Yeah, it's like literally on sprues. Uh, I gotta get on that, man. <laughs> yeah, start
0: working your unit, man. I expect a big <laughs> unit when you come out. Well,
2: I gotta finish. That's the thing. I gotta. It's finish gotta be girthy. Yeah, I want it to be like a really good flourish, you know? <laughs> oh man! All right. Hey, the news goes.
1: <laughs> lick, lick, lick my balls!
2: All right, guys. I think that'll do it for tonight. Ready? Yep. All right. And you can continue following us on Twitter at HumbleJeff13 for Jeff.
0: At BeerWog for Ryan. Or my blog at TheBeerWog.Blogspot.com.
1: At amr 5 for Mark. At thebeerface all one word, for the entire podcast. Or if you have to contact us by email you know, if you want to say something for a long period of time, you can contact us at TheBeerPhase at gmail.com. That's TheBeerPhase, all one word, at gmail.com.
2: Shaking at the
0: knees Could I come again please Yeah the ladies right were too can.
2: kind You've been